Hey mamas, it's time to rise and grind. It's me, Brittany, and I'm back with Christian Mom Uncensored, the podcast where I dive into all the real, raw, unfiltered mommy struggles and all the things from marriage to raising babies to making decisions to leaps of faith to trials and tribulations, you know it all. Thanks so much for stopping by this Thursday. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. I want to talk a little bit about things I have struggled with since becoming a parent, since becoming a mama. And it this episode is going to kind of involve things I struggle with, with myself, with my marriage, and then also just with raising these babies. I feel like it's been a minute since we just sat back and talked strictly about parenting struggles. Um, I've been talking a lot about just life in general, which is good, great, well, and fine. But this is a, you know, Christian mom uncensored podcast. So I thought I would focus on the mom part this week. So let's chat a little bit about things that I and hopefully you also struggle with being a mama um, just after having babies. Because a lot of this is stuff I didn't think about before having babies. So for me, the FOMO is real. The fear of missing out is real. I've always had FOMO because I think, and I think FOMO is more prone to extroverts, right? Because we like to be out. We like to be around people and do things. Whereas introverts, not saying that they don't like to go out with friends and things, but they like their time to themselves and to kind of recharge. Whereas extroverts don't need that. Like we need people. Um, but after having a kid, FOMO hit me hard. In, in fact, FOMO has hit me hard for both kids. Because with Mia, um, again, I was the first to have a baby. And then I had another baby. So I don't really have friends that have kids that I like hang out with all the time. Like My closest friends are all single, not married, and don't have kids. Except for one. But she lives in Jersey. So what am I going to do with that? My other one lives in New York. So what am I going to do with that? We, I don't live in those places. But I have seen friends just be able to get up and go. And that's one thing you're going to have to understand as a parent. There's no such thing as just getting up and going. For me and my family to get ready for soccer, it starts the minute I wake up Saturday morning. Soccer's at 11 o'clock, but I need to make sure that I have made breakfast. I've packed the bag. Mia has water. Mia has a snack. Elliot has diapers. We have a blanket. Um, Now, luckily, as soccer has gone on, certain things stay in the car, like the blanket stays in the car, the diaper bag. We might not use an outfit that an extra outfit I packed or maybe we haven't used all the diapers so I don't need to add anything to it but every day it's going to be or every Saturday it's going to be breakfast you know and getting ready to do soccer and things and that ability to just get up and go you miss that like I want to go to the store or even just to shop like I want to go to Target or Marshall's if for instance your partner or spouse is working and it's you and the kids then it becomes a whole chore just to get to a store. And then you measure, Then you have to do like the internal balance of is it worth it? I will say with one, it was easier to get up and go. So that's kind of a difference between one and two. With one, I felt like, okay, yeah, I'm going to have to change her diaper, make sure she has an outfit, make sure she has a snack, make sure she has a backup outfit and some diapers. 
But getting out the house with one kid is pretty easy. She's in my arms, diaper bags on my back, and I can lock the door, get in the car, do the thing. I always can really be watching one. But when you have two or more, it becomes, does everybody have snacks? Does everyone have outfits? Does everyone have shoes and jackets? And let's all get in the car. And then you have to keep track of everyone. And then hopefully they both don't melt down at the same time. And I think it's just the nature of having kids and having kids young, but it just become a challenge just to get up and go. And um, yeah, it's just, it, it becomes ugh, parenting. You know what I mean? Sorry, guys. I have to answer something. I just wanted to talk a little bit about Mother's Day since it was this past weekend. I had a pretty good Mother's Day weekend. Um, on Saturday, soccer was canceled because of the rain. So I worked a little bit and then went out to eat at Chili's, which is one of my favorite restaurants. I love a Tex-Mex vibe. And after that, honestly, came home and just watched some TV and went to bed. So Saturday was a really, really chill on Sunday, my family ended up going over to my grandparents' house, and it was really, it was such a cute and sweet day. I wasn't sure if I was going to go at first because honestly, I just had to get ready for the week. So that meant like folding and putting away laundry, you know, cleaning up the kitchen some, making sure we all had clothes and food and kind of just getting situated for that. But, um, we did end up going and I was just really tired on Saturday. I was like, if I'm tired tomorrow, I'm not going. But I woke up Sunday, felt great, went over and it was a really sweet day. So everyone's pretty much vaccinated in my family. Um, and those of us who are not are half vaxxed. So we were able to see each other's faces without masks um, for the first time in like a year and everyone was just crying. Because it was like, I can see your face. It was just so sweet. And to be able to hug each other, we haven't touched in over a year. Like air hug, you know, elbow bumps, but an actual hug. And so it was really, really sweet. My sister sang a little song on her ukulele, um, which was really special. And I'm going to have to tell her this next time I see her. But um, see, it, it, it's interesting that she picked the song she did. She picked The Best Day by Taylor Swift. And it was really sweet. Um, but interestingly enough for me, my memories of that song are when my great grandfather passed away, I went for a run and that song played by Taylor Swift. And I don't know if it has any correlation or if it was like my great grandmother, um, was like, Hey, I'm here too. But that song that just took me back to that day, it was actually a really beautiful fall day when I found out. And then I just went for, you know, a walk by myself and listened to that song and, because that was the first real loss I had ever um, experienced. And I was like, uh, I think I was, it was before I dated my high school, my main high school boyfriend. So I must have been like 15 years old. Because I think I started dating that guy when I was 16. And it was a really good Mother's Day. My husband actually did really good. So 
(laughs) I don't know if you guys can relate, but over the course of our relationship, we have two different love languages. His is words of affirmation and physical touch, right? And mine are acts of service and gift giving. Like if you unload the dishwasher without me asking, yes. If you buy me like a keychain you thought was cute or a baseball hat that says mom on it, yes. Like that's my love language. And pretty much most of our marriage, we've kind of had these instances where I would be like, you never do anything for me. You're not doing my love languages. Well, these past two holidays or these past two gift experiences, he has, he has done well. So for, and I'll just kind of explain it. So I, so like my love languages are acts of service and gift giving. So for my birthday, he got me some things I wanted, like a stroller organizer. Um, I don't even remember what else I wanted. Some other things I wanted. And then he also got these cool scents that go in the shower and they have like energy, they have sleep, they have relax, they have de-stress and kind of like how you use a bath bomb in the bath. You put this in the shower and the steam kind of melts it and you smell it while you shower. And I thought that was such a cool gift idea this was for my birthday because I love to take a bath, but in reality, I don't get to do it super often um, just because our weeks are super busy with the kids. And then our weekends are also busy catching up on life and soccer now. But the shower one was cool because I could take like a, you know, 20, 30 minute shower. Um, well, 30 minute shower sounds like a long time, but I could take a 20 minute shower and um, really be able to like use that so that was a cool gift and then for mother's day he got me a computer i've been wanting and some sherry's berries so some chocolate covered strawberries and some flowers that have not got here he told me he's mad they didn't arrive but it was cool because i didn't typically for for birthdays and holidays because i know my love language i'll say hey this is what i want for mother's day i was like i don't really want anything i just want to go out to eat but you took that initiative. So our marriage is like in a good place <laughs> because he's been listening to my love languages these past two holidays. For Christmas, he also did really well. I don't know if I told you guys. I probably did. But he got like a cute little custom book that was like reasons why I love you and has like a little drawing of him and a little drawing of me. It's really cute. And then he also got me some things I really wanted from Victoria's Secret. Like I had wanted new satin pajamas and I wanted this blanket in this bag. Like it was pretty much a bunch of Victoria's Secret stuff. Um, so it's been really great. But anyway, I said all this to say that I had a really great Mother's Day. And I hope you guys did too. And Mia, she didn't really get me. I mean, she's too... Um, she didn't, but she has been saying, like, since Mother's Day, Happy Mother's Day. I love you. You're the best mom. And it's just really cute. So I had a good one. I hope you guys did as well. But now let's get back to this whole parenting conversation. One of the things I miss most about pre-motherhood is just having the time each day to beautify. And I mean most days I try and get most of my skincare done and get dressed but I mean having time to actually apply makeup and it was actually this weekend where I was feeling frustrated because I got like a little makeup on for Mother's Day but on Saturday and Sunday I had the intention that I was going to do my nails you know for the weekend really and I never got them 
done. I never did them. And I was frustrated because I was like, all I wanted to do was paint my nails because it just makes you feel good, right? It's just an added thing. And it was, you know, Elliot is either wanting to cuddle and go to sleep or wanting to nurse or I'm making breakfast, lunch, and dinner and all these other things that didn't happen. And so if you are not ready to give up some of the little things, you're not ready for motherhood because you end up giving up more than you expect, right? You end up, which isn't a bad thing because we gain so much more from our babies, but our sense of selves can kind of feel lost and even just trying to feel, you know, comfortable on a day-to-day basis. It's why when you look at moms wearing Crocs or flip-flops because we don't have time to find socks for ourselves and put on shoes like that's a joke um why are we wearing baseball hats or buns because our hair is crazy and the the baseball hat is probably cute i'm a huge baseball hat wearer i'm a huge hat wearer in general and no one has time to do their hair and then do the children's hair and all of the things so i do miss just having that ability to, to get as cute as I want to without interruption, without a kid screaming. And I know part of it is, well, if you hear your kid cry, just let them cry and continue what you're doing. But that's a hard thing to do. And it's, it, it is a hard thing to do. And yeah, but something else that I didn't necessarily think about before I had kids is what the relationships I have with people and how that will affect my children. What I mean by that is I have two best friends. Well, I have a guy friend who's actually Ethan's best friend. And then I have my best girlfriend and they are the godparents to my kids. Mia loves them. She loves seeing with them. She loves playing with them. She loves hanging out with them. That's great. Good and great. But if I make any relationships in the future with people, it is inevitable that my kids will have to be around 90% of the time and there's a chance they'll get attached and so now I have to kind of filter through who I let in my life so that it isn't like people are coming and going out of my kids lives Um, and I've talked recently about how I've struggled with adult friendships Um, you know it's a two-way street friendships are a two-way street it's hard to keep up with people and I understand that there's friends I have that I don't talk to all the time but the minute we chat it's like we were it was it's like we saw each other yesterday like my my college friends are like that like deep relationships we both have we all have lives going on that it's not like a big deal if I don't talk to you but friendships take work and your friendships can kind of suffer once you have kids. So it's really important to have people who understand when I say I can't come to dinner at six because it's too late. You know, it's too late. It's not a sorry excuse. Literally, Elliot goes to sleep at seven o'clock, sometimes 630, sometimes 645, sometimes 650, sometimes 730. But if he's really, really tired, I'm not going to force him to stay awake until seven. We are early risers, so we can be early sleepers. And just not having that friend, friends that get it can be hard. You know, having friends that are willing to come to you and hang out at your house is always the best possible scenario because then people who don't have kids don't think about what it means for you to travel to them. That means, you know, working around nap time. If we skip nap time, 
we're sacrificing our sanity because our kids are going to lose their mind without a nap. So that means working around nap time, packing snacks and bags and diapers. That means figuring out breastfeeding in public, which I just whip it out, whatever. That means, um, you know, making sure there's a bathroom, making sure you have lots and lots of sanitizer, lots and lots of snacks, backup outfits. And it's just a whole situation getting out the door. Whereas if you're willing to come to me, all right, all I have to do is pick up some toys, you know, make some room at the the couch and the dining room table and let's hang out. You know, I have all the toys for my kids to play. Um, my bathroom's here. I don't have to worry about nap time. I can just take them up to bed. So it is just imperative to have friends that understand. And as I always say, friends that are moms, and I'm working on that because I need more mom friends. Because mama bear over here is lonely AF. I'm not going to lie. Um, lately, I've been feeling, this is a side note, lately I've been feeling super like crummy. And I think it's because I'm an extrovert with no friends. And what I mean by the fact that I have no friends, I mean, literally, I have three friends and they're all busy all the time. So I guess I need to make some new friends because I'm bored. Yeah, that's that's my life. And now I have to awkwardly try to find friends. You know how annoying it is to try to find friends? It's kind of annoying. Because you have to find someone you think you could kind of vibe with and, you know, scope them out. What kind of stickers are on the back of their car? Like, are we going to relate to anything? Oh, you know, if we're ordering coffee, great. We both like coffee. If, you know, side note, I saw this one mom at soccer and I was like, I could be her friend. But I haven't talked to her yet because soccer is just crazy you know, trying to help me and do it, trying to make sure Elliot's not crying. And then you look up and the parent you wanted to talk to left. So now I have to talk to another parent and I don't have time for that either. And I am bad at making friends. I am bad at it. And I'm frustrated because I thought I was good at it, but I'm not. All right, you guys ready for an uncensored part of the podcast? If you can't hear, obviously I'm a little emotional. So I was on TikTok and guys, do you feel like God can talk to you anywhere? And I do believe it. Like there's been so many times where I feel like I've heard God talk to me through a song on the radio or even by uh, a specific car that's driven past me or um, a friend reaching out when I needed them to or any other time I've seen God orchestrate in my life. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that it's kind of been a a whirlwind of a journey this past year. I know it's been a whirlwind of a journey this past year for all of us between me trying to um, stay home instead of, instead of work, um, instead of going into the office and working um, from, you know, the uncertainty of how my pregnancy was going to be with COVID in the world and I had gestational diabetes from my husband losing his job in the midst of it and us moving into a new home in a new neighborhood. And I will tell you that this past couple of weeks, I haven't been feeling it. I haven't been feeling it at all. I have been in this sort of motion where I'm going through the acts of every day. You know, I'm waking up early. I'm drinking my coffee. I'm feeding the kids, feeding the babies. I'm taking care of my husband. I'm taking care of my family. I'm doing my job, but something, something's missing. And I, I was talking to my husband earlier today 
about how I'm just lonely. And that's kind of like what I was talking about earlier in the podcast. Like I have no friends. I have FOMO. Being a mom is hard. And lately, um, in fact, this week, I was thinking about blessings and how we often try to force like force our blessings upon us. And I mean like force the things that we want that would bless us. We try to force it and make it happen. And it's really, really hard not to do that. So whether that may be um, buying a house or uh, going on a trip or whatever it is, having a baby, maybe even trying to have a baby, another baby for a long time, or be in a relationship with somebody who's loving and is the one we try to force these things right we try to force the things we want in life and when something is for you it can't be stopped but it all has to be in god's timing and i've preached about and i'm not a preacher but i'm saying like i've i've spoken about this before and lately i've been feeling sort of in a weird place and i'm going to be honest with you I have been feeling like it's time to make some serious lifestyle changes to dr- to drastically change the way I look. And I mean like work out, get healthy, be fit. And I've been acting like it's not a big deal to me, but I have um, a disordered eating, eating disorder past. And so for me to start working out, for me to start doing things um, safely, is it's a very cautious approach I have to take. And... Um, but it's been on my mind a lot lately of how I really want to work out. I really want to be in shape. I just want to feel good about myself. And then also, so I'm struggling with this body image thing, right? And I'm struggling with body image in the sense that I'm in a rock, in a hard place where on one, body positivity is all over the internet. I see it constantly. I see it all the time. And when I do, I feel really good. But on the other hand, you, if you are on social media at all, you see people who look perfect, right? You see moms who look perfect and I'm not there. And so it just gets to be, I don't know, daunting. And I was thinking lately about everything that's happened. Um, how I was about to leave work in on the same day I was going to put in my letter, I got offered a new position and decided to stay. And thinking about how, you know, that that means that my family and I, we get to go on vacation, you know, twice this year, not anywhere far, like they're little vacations, nothing extravagant, but we get to go on vacation twice. Um, we obviously good things come if you have money, it helps. Right. And but I was sitting here thinking about what my purpose is. Right. I felt like the journey to to quit work into work for myself and to stay at home was a long, long journey. And what's the point if I'm, if I'm not going to do that? What was the point of all of that heartache if that wasn't going to happen? And then I've also been thinking about how I ultimately still would like to leave. Um, I don't like to say it out loud. There's ultimately, this isn't it for me, um, career-wise and job-wise. I'm happy for now, but it's not for forever. And I haven't been certain about where that leaves me. Um, I've also been feeling like everything is oversaturated, right? So you guys listen to this podcast and I love you guys. You guys are the MVPs, but you know, my listenership isn't huge. You guys are amazing. I love you. And you're the reason why I do it every week. 
but I have, I don't have a hundred thousand followers. I don't have a million followers, right? I have, you know, 900,000 followers maybe. And that's fine. But, you know, I'm th- I've been thinking like the markets are oversaturated. Why even have a podcast? Like why even do all these things? Do you ever like just get into a place where you're questioning your why? Like, why am I doing this? Why am I here? What is my purpose in life? Um, besides raising my babies, what am I supposed to be doing? And I've also just been really burnt out. And so here's where God met me on TikTok. I've been thinking about how ultimately my goals are the same. Ultimately, being, you know, real, telling my real story, talking about faith and challenges and marriage and kids, I'm living those days and I want to share those days with everyone. And I want to be able to ultimately work for myself and and be at home and I get really jealous and really frustrated with people on YouTube and TikTok who I feel like have the time to do it. And I'm not sure where they have that time because I don't, I really don't. Elliot has literally nursed for two hours straight today. That's, he must be going through something because um, that's a long time for two hours. Like it is three o'clock. He's been on the boob since one. So, um, let me tell you about this TikTok I saw. On the TikTok, there's this woman, she has a son, and she was saying that her son finally can ride his bike without training wheels. And that's a metaphor all in, it, all in itself. That's a whole nother sermon, a whole nother lesson. And um, they have a rule that, I'm going to cry thinking about it. They have a rule that when they t- take their evening walks, he can ride his bike as long as he stays beside her on the sidewalk but if he decides to ride up ahead it's fine as long as he stops before they get to the next street so they can cross the street together and so her son you know just figuring this out still a young boy has crossed the street a couple times without her and every time she has to tell him to stop come back stop come back stop come back and it hit her that that's how God is with us. And then I'm over here like, oh my gosh, she's right. That sometimes we are so anxious to cross over to the next stage or area of our lives, right? We're so ready to transition to the next. And God has to call us back because it's not our time. It's not our time. For us in our head, it's our time. For us in our hearts, it's our time. For us, we want it to be our time, but nothing in life can happen unless it's on God's time. And so I'm over here like, oh my gosh, one day I will look back and I will be working for myself in my home with my kids and I will think I made it. And I tried to force that. I tried to force that. Honestly, earlier, you know, this year, a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago. Um, and God had to say, whoa, 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 here's your new job. You're not supposed to go quite yet stay here. And I also have realized that although these days are hard, I'm talking, I haven't had a break in a long time, guys. I'm tired. I really want some fresh air alone. I want a bubble bath alone. I'm not going to get any of those things for the foreseeable week. And so here's Elliot fussing, trying to get on the boob again. Um, 
one, I've realized that these hard times are part of the best times. When Elliot is, you know, he's six months old. He's six months old. He's just starting to eat food. He's still kind of cuddly. He's so funny when he laughs. He has a smile with no teeth. And I keep thinking about how when Mia got her first set of teeth, how it made me really sad, how it changed her smile. Because the gummy teeth, um, the like the gummy smile, super cute. And so I'm like soaking up everything with him. And I think it's really great that I've had one because then you realize how quickly they go and you try to slow down with your second. At least I have. And all I know is that good things are coming and in God's time and I'm probably on the right path. Um, whenever you feel some resistance and even if you in your you know, in your own self or feeling immensely bogged down or bad about yourself. No, that's not you. That's the enemy. You are amazing. You are worthwhile. You are a goddess. You're a bad bee. Like you are amazing. And when you don't feel like that, that's not from God. So I've been feeling pretty crummy. And I was just reminded that one, you know, God might've been calling me back this year and that's okay. Cause good things are in store. And it's okay that I don't have it all figured out because those are the biggest blessings. And um, yeah. So follow this TikToker. Let me give you her name. So she is, she's really cute. I really, really, really like her. And it's Elliot. I'm trying to keep Elliot quiet so I can tell you. Her, her name is at J-A Agape. So it's at, I'll put it in the description, guys just so like babies to interrupt recording I, i'll put the tiktokers information in the description like i said um and the reason why i don't edit out when elliot gets upset or i have to stop to take care of a kid is because this is christian mom uncensored pretty much i want to live an unfiltered life except for i do use filters on instagram to make myself look cute but you know babies really do stop and i really can't get things done and that's the way it is Elliot is six and a half months old. He'll be seven months old in about a week. Why was he up all night last night? That's not a thing for us. And I know that it could be teething or it could be a growth spurt. Because I'll tell you, he nursed for two hours yesterday straight, which is long for him. Like, he's a big baby now. And then he was eating all night long. And when I saw him this morning, he looked taller. I don't know if growth spurts, like, literally happen overnight. But I feel like it did for us. And now he's knocked out. So we will see about that. But the whole, this morning and all of the days momming are catching up to me. Like, I'm tired. I need a break. I need a bath. I need a minute. I need a sec. Like, just to catch my my breath and to feel like a human again. So luckily, Mia is off at Gigi's house for, to play, and I just have the baby who kept me up all night. And that's the other thing about parenthood, that you know you're going to wake up, you know, to feed your baby and take care of your baby when they're little. You don't know that you will, you'll be doing that for the next 10 plus years, right? Because I remember being 16 years old, 16, still waking my mom up in the middle of the night because I had a revelation, like she was probably like could this revelation wait till the morning so the lack of sleep and what's hard is in the beginning you give birth right you give birth you go through labor you go through all of labor and go through this whole process have a whole human so you haven't slept in days because you've been in labor 
and then your baby's born and you never sleep again. That's the deal. And I don't know why. And also, like, I, I'm someone who just, like, stares at my baby when they're first born. Well, dads over there are knocked out during labor, knocked out in the hospital asleep. I, I can't sleep with that light on. I can't sleep when somebody's trying to poke me every 20 minutes. Which is, I know, reasons why to have a home birth or reasons why to go to a birthing center. But listen, I'm not trying to birth anymore. I'm trying to just live my life. Um, I have a boy and a girl, two parents, two kids. You know, sounds like it's very symmetrical. I like symmetry. Um, boy and a girl, boy and a girl. There's two boys in the house, two girls in the house. When we get a dog, we'll get a boy dog and a girl dog. Get them snipped so we don't have puppies. And it'll be good. Um... But yes, as a mom, I just realized the lack of breaks that you get is really intense. And then if you're a breastfeeding mom, there's no, hey, you go give the baby a bottle. You just do it. And then when your kids get older, there's other things you have to consider where you buy your house based off of where you want them to go to school. Um. What kind of activities do you enroll them in and at what age? And for me, having, I talked earlier in this episode, having like an eating disorder past, I'm very cautious about sports like gymnastics and ballet because statistically girls end up developing issues. And I'm like, I don't want that for my kids. So I'm all about soccer. I'm actually a little bit about cheerleading because I was a cheerleader and I feel like if I'm the coach, I can keep everyone in check and be body positive. Um, I'm all for dance, but like, let's do like fun stuff. Like we don't need to try to make our kids into professionals. Like why can't my kid dance or do soccer or do something? And if they are good at it, have a knack for it and are passionate about that, sure. If you end up a professional doing that, great. But if not, as adults, we all need hobbies. We all need an outlet. We all need an artistic, physical, creative outlet of some sort, I feel like. And so if you are not a professional artist, but you draw all the time, you're a freaking artist. Like who cares if you get paid to do it? I know right now we glorify getting paid to do what you love. And I think as millennials, if you're a millennial listening, we grew up being told that if you apply yourself and go to college, you can be anything you want to be. So we were told we could, you know, apply ourselves, go to college and everything will be fine. But that's not necessarily the world that we live in. I'm not saying that you can't live out your dreams and have your dream jobs. You guys know I'm all about doing it. But you might have to work some job you don't like in the meantime. And having those, you know, hobbies, skills and talents important. Something else I think is important is to make sure your kid doesn't only do sports. Because I've talked to so many guys, including my husband, including my guy friends, that miss their teams and miss their sports as adults and don't know what to do. And if you don't have kids, it's a little while before you get to coach your kid's team um, while they play sports. But if your only outlet was only sports, you know, unfortunately, you know, 99% of us are not, you know, star athletes. So you're not going to get to continue to play after college or even after high school sometimes. Now, there are rec leagues and fun places for adults to play. You just have to be willing to, you know, look into it and do it. But the whole point is that if your kid has different outlets, one, we're not all just physical or all just artistic. 
we we can do whatever we want, right? So I want Elliot to do sports, but also maybe he plays the guitar and, you know, or does karate. And that's something you could do for the rest of your life. Anyway, I'm having a really hard um, time this week with Elliot, who I think is going through a massive growth spurt. Um, I've been doing some research on it, which is why I haven't posted this episode yet, but it's coming up as soon as I finish talking. And I think it's a massive growth spurt that is the culprit for this cranky fussiness. He's never been like this before, Um, but he did look taller to me today and he was up all night and so was I and T-G-I-T. It's Thursday. I always feel good on Thursdays because it's a Friday Eve and I try to take it easy on Fridays. Um, the cicadas have not come to Maryland yet. If you are wondering about brood X, if you don't know what it is, take your time to research. We're just waiting for a massive cicada infestation. Um, luckily, they're not here yet. So I'm going to spend this weekend out at the zoo and um, just getting outdoors. All right, ladies, I got to go. This is it for this week's episode. I'm never going to be able to, st- to say anything else. Bye.